Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365. After a good single malt, you sound like one. What can I get you guys? Oh, the usual podcast whiskey, something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves. Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes. That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about? Our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. Isn't that a cool intro? It is. A cool intro for number 40. 40. 40 times we have sat around in, or I've stood in this office because lockdown, you were in your own office. But True, true, true. Yeah, man. Still? I'm going to walk over here. I'm going to break it. I'm going to shake ah, your hands. Congratulations ah, on you. your 40th podcast. This is Congrats really cool, actually. to you as well. Yeah. 40. Oh, man. It's cool. Right, so we should talk about something really, really special today then. Well, there's something really, really special coming up later on. I think we should yeah. whet their appetite. We have got something really unusual. So our tagline is, you know, two guys at a bar talking shit and we introduce to, to a very special whiskey. Yes. Now this whiskey... Is all about the barrel. This barrel True. is so freaking crooked, it leaks a lot. <laughs> yes. But still, people want to have it, and it's in such high demand. It yeah. is. I think we mentioned on the last podcast that uh, a barrel, or we either talked about it afterwards or put it on the podcast. Your average barrel is kind of two or 300 euros, because yeah. I did look it up after. Yeah. Some podcast ago, I quoted a figure that was bigger than that. But I also quoted that this barrel is over 6,000 euros a pop. Yeah, just for the wood, just, just for the, the freaking wooden barrel yes. thing. Yeah, And it grows in an oak tree in a faraway land of the rising sun, mm -hmm. and it doesn't grow straight. No. So they make a barrel from a 200-year-old oak tree that doesn't grow straight and <laughs> leaks. <laughs> but... They must do it for a reason. Yes, exactly. And we are going to find out later yes. because we have two whiskies to choose from and we don't know where we're going to go. We have a Japanese whiskey mm -hmm. and we have an Irish whiskey that has both been finished in a 200-year-old oak barrel, yeah. which is called Mizunara. Mizunara. Yeah. A Mizunara barrel. So... We'll tell you what it's like. And we haven't taken the lids off and smelt nope, any of these nope, at nope, all. Nope. It's, I have to say it's my first. So I've been and trying mine. so many different kinds of whiskeys. And lately with this, you know, the Charente and the red wine finish. Yep. And we got the rum uh, finish. That were rum one last, one, last podcast yeah. was really nice. Yeah. And then now we come into unexplored territory. So, woo, <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> yes. This is yes. when, if everybody hears us go... No, actually, it would go. Blub, 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 blub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's not a success. Let's hope it's not a success. Uh, Mizanara barrels. We'll let you go and do your research. It's got a great story behind yeah. it all. Yeah. And uh, we'll see where we're going to go. I am just going to uh, turn down my microphone a touch. This will be interesting for me to have to mix that down later. But I am peaking. You Ooh. should never peak too early. Well, you peaked at your fortieth, so. That is true. I peaked at my 40. <laughs> very, very nice. Cool, cool, cool. Listen, I think people have probably noticed that we've been sending out a bunch of reminders of some of our other podcasts. So building yeah. up to the 40th, yes, we yes. chose 10 of our favorites. Yes. And uh, reminded everybody we had some blogs professionally written by uh, some finally, journalists. Finally, some professional work <laughs> goes in here. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I, everybody's been telling me about them uh, on my contract at the moment where I'm working. They, I keep getting odd comments because they're picking them up in uh, LinkedIn and everything else. <laughs> and they turned them against me today, which was quite funny. I did say I was going to mention this. So I, was, um, uh, I was getting some documents authenticated from security and the architects and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody was joking that the PDF that I sent out had a title on from a previous document where I'd kind oh, of done a save as, you know? Oh, and, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I replied back and went, yeah, that damn metadata gets everywhere. 
because the title in the true, Word document true, was still true. there and then the PDF creator had created oh, those damn metadata get everywhere. And then the response I got back was, Office 365 Distilled says that <laughs> metadata is good, so Dolby, walk the talk. Oh, no. But so, we'll definitely talk about metadata versus folders later on. I think we might just do that, but I'm going yeah. to give a shout-out for Bart. Okay, thank you. That made me laugh on a very, very busy day. Nice. So it was bounced back. That's good. So, yeah, I guess we should talk about some of the really cool things that we've introduced to people over True. You know, the last few words. I've got a few True. hints on the screen here. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna it's, it's not It's not all just whiskey talk. It's not. There, there were some professional talk around some majorly important concepts as well. Like the way that the fluid, when it's in the barrel for 20 years and the, pro <laughs> the chemical process, whoops. Yeah. Yep. We, yep. did, we did in the early days, or was it in Spain, when we sat and did the podcast in that beautiful open air on the roof of the hotel that we yes. were staying in. Oh, that was, that was cool. And uh, that was we talked about cool. how the whiskey process aligns to Office 365. Yes. God, I wish I could remember that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. That so was cool. I'm going to choose one of the subjects. So yes. one of the things that we sent out was hashtag ask him why. Yes. Yes. And that was cool. That was your idea, actually. So super important. Yes, absolutely. And it was with Simon Sinek? Yes. This is his most famous book, I think. It's like, start with why. It's like, do the, get to the why first. Like, why do we do these things? So why do you want to go to Office 365? What is the business driver? Why do you want to go there? Why, why not something else? No, and I think that's really very true. It's important for any side of things, not just about true. justifying the money and uh, all the work with yeah. uh, the security teams and getting those online, mm -hmm. but the end users as well. I was Absolutely, in two meetings yeah. today yeah. with end users where we're kind of doing the early adoption stuff. We got mm -hmm. invited to the management meeting. Can you come and explain what the hell SharePoint is? Yeah. And, um, you know, the why we're going to it is always the opening statement. Why are we doing this? Well, you know, we've been on file shares for 30-odd years now. Yeah. And, you know, they haven't changed much, and uh, which brings <laughs> us on to change. Um, yeah. but, but that also brought me, and so we talked about why, and I think in the same episode, we talked about my favorite five whys, you know, the mm -hmm. process of being able to uh, identify, yeah. you know, uh, root cause analysis. But as I go through these cards here, and we talked about asking why from Simon, the other one that uh, I brought up was the digital illiteracy. Yes, so, because in that meeting today, we were talking, we've been running this project for a year and a half and talking to all kinds of different people and we've got ambassadors out there and everything else. Mm -hmm. But this senior management team, obviously don't talk to their ambassadors. Um, oh, we're all okay. going, okay, so what can I do with this SharePoint stuff? So tell I can, I can apparently create a document in OneDrive and then save it to SharePoint. Is that the reason for doing this? Kind of. Yeah. And, you know, and we talked about digital illiteracy, you know, yes. the the level that an organization is. I think you'd quoted a company that sort of uh, you'd been working for a training company or you'd done some training at a company. That's right. When we started this conversation and they kind of going, we just want to save files in the cloud. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, how do I save files in the cloud? Yeah. Um, double, yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. it's true. Yeah. The, the knowledge level. Of, of some of the people we adopt with has to be taken considerately and seriously. Absolutely, yes. Because yes. it's one and of those judges. It, it, is, it is just astounding. Like every time I go to new companies, to new organizations, it is astounding to me to see how low often, not with all the organizations, but often how low the, the, the IT knowledge is or the even the trust in the IT systems. Like, at a customer last week, they've been running SharePoint for four years. I did a whole knowledge session around how saving your documents in Teams is actually the same as saving them in SharePoint. Because in the backend, Teams is still SharePoint for your documents. And um, they created a, well, somebody created a document and they had to give their, um, their uh, comments on the document. And uh, so the document was on Teams and they just shared it along and uh, they, they actually shared it, the document. So they didn't just give their comments, they actually shared it as well. So create unique permissions. And then they said that, uh, they, so I got an email from that with the text, I have no idea how to put this in Teams. 
And then the other person also just did exactly the same thing, shared it as well. Unique permissions again, unique sharing link again, saying, I also have no idea how to do this. So I just it's wrote them an email it? saying, it's contagious. it is already in Teams and don't freaking do this. <laughs> so this is the whole thing. Yeah, but we didn't know how the version management worked in Teams. It's not in Teams. It's the same version management as in SharePoint. So I just explained to you last week that document is in SharePoint. If it's in Teams, then you've got all those functionalities. Yeah, but we didn't. We weren't sure about that. Okay, so that means that I didn't do a good job of explaining it to them. I was going to say that, but I was. This is our fortieth. I wasn't going to diss you on our fortieth. But yeah, uh, you're fucking yeah. shit at training, obviously. Oh well. No, no, no. I, I honestly have. We all have the same experience. Yeah. And you do a podcast, of course, with uh, a video with Yosef. With Yusi, Yusi, yeah. Where you talk about kind of difficulties of yeah. getting users up to speed. Absolutely. And you know why? There's one reason why they never get up to speed. We talked about asking why. Mm -hmm. and we're talking about five whys. Tell me. Because they don't get paid to do this. Uh, th that is very true. They yes. get paid to do a different kind of job altogether. And they that don't is true. see at but this if, point in time. If you're a lumberjack and you have to cut down uh, trees with your axe, don't you want to sharpen your axe before you go at it? But that has a direct effect. It's blunt. It doesn't work. They don't no. cut the tree down. But they'll True, always find yes. a way of doing their... They will always find a way. There's, there's our next podcast. will find a way. Users will find a way. <laughs> Whichever way they want. As long as the end result is, they yes. get their document. It doesn't matter where they've saved it or who they've shared it with. It's a great Jurassic Park quote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. So, so this digital literacy is is important, and yes, you know, even if you have a really young bunch of people, then yes, they will find a way of doing it. Yeah. But whether they'll do it aligned to your governance and all that kind yeah. of stuff yeah. is equally important. True. And I actually, I thought when the whole COVID thing came along, everyone had to jump on Teams, and I have to be honest. It went so freaking smooth for so many of my customers. I was on standby for a lot of their online meetings because they never did online meetings. They never did chat sessions. They never did all those things. So I was on standby all the time, but things went so freaking smooth. So I was like, yes. I am awesome. Is Yes, I am exactly, awesome. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's all my doing. No, it, it just, I thought like, Finally, these people are just getting so clever and Microsoft's getting so clever that they finally brought out some kind of tool that doesn't need that much user adoption that is just freaking easy to use and it just does what it needs to do. And my users finally got over their fear of new tools and oh, that's so scary. And they just went with it and everything went so smooth. And then now, two weeks ago, I'm having a, a session around yeah, but now that we have to go back to the office, let's uh, scratch Teams again and let's go back to Yammer. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Well, there you go. So what uh, What number is your digital literacy in the organization? Uh, Zero? No, no. no. Anyway, uh, no. It's, it, I, I it varies. It's... It varies. That's the whole thing. So no, but I think I, I understand. I mean, it's a bit going back to this chopping this tree down. You know, after you've chopped five trees down, you'll think, I wonder if I can make this tree land exactly just there if I chop it slightly differently. So they start to develop the tools and make them do things a little yeah. bit differently. And, yeah. hey, this works. If I share this, this is way better than just blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, an organization I'm with at the moment is um, done SharePoint first because the, uh, and I cursed them for it, but the adoption team said, this MS Teams is way too complicated. We are not rolling it out. And that was like yes. 18 months ago. And yes. so they didn't roll it out. So we, I, I'm, I went, I don't really care. I'm going to put Office 365 yeah. groups mm -hmm. out. And the, the teams will just add value to that. Yeah. So I don't mm -hmm. really care. Yeah. But now they do understand that SharePoint is behind all of this. And they understand what SharePoint can do because they're using it. Yes. And so when we blonk teams on top, then I think there'll be a understanding of where we are with it. Um, and yeah. so maybe there is some value in not going with that e easy user interface first if you want to increase the digital 
illiterate age or experience by helping them understand. And as much as I keep telling everybody this is about the content and and we teach the content rather than the tools, we are, you know, I said before, we're describing the content as the core of the apple. And so the applications are then around the outside or that juicy, wet, sweet, flavorful apple is actually MS Teams and Outlook and those applications that are all touching the content. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is some value in that. So maybe there's a lesson for everybody there. Don't go straight in with what appears to be the simple, you know, skinning of a SharePoint site through an application called MS sure. Teams, yeah. you know, because A, you're adding some oddities and, and unique bits on there. So maybe you do need to just start off with, you know, the OneDrive makes sense. And we had a blog, we had a, a podcast on this as well, of course. Yep. What applications do you roll out first? And yeah. well, that was an interesting shouting match. You know, because I was playing devil's advocate and, and, and pulling your plonker for the yes, whole yes. for the whole hour. But yes, Outlook obviously, OneDrive next, and then SharePoint. But and then yep. if you don't, if you do Teams somewhere along there, then maybe it does add confusion. So maybe that's a learning lesson. And then we talked about the ambassadors. We've mentioned ambassadors lots of yes. times over these forty podcasts. Yes. Did I say it was forty they podcasts? Are, they yeah, forty are. podcasts. <laughs> and they are still ever so important. So every time I try to do something new, like for example, Yammer has this whole renewal thing now. So it's year of Yammer, Yammer. Um, and and so it's it's been modernized. So I've uh, run this with my uh, ambassadors, and we quickly saw that when you uh, added a document in a Yammer conversation with the new Yammer you couldn't click to open that document and it, you could do that with the old Yammer. So there was some kind of bug. It's not, fin- it's not resolved yet as we speak, but there was a bug. So it's good that we tried it out with the ambassadors first before we just made the whole big rollout to everyone. There's something that we're th- that's worth thinking about when it comes to ambassadors in that there are different levels of the business that you need to appeal to and work with. True. So ambassadors are ambassadors. They're not testers. They're not trialers. They are about, you know, um, working with the business, telling them what's coming around the corner. They're the ambassador for you as an IT team. They're the liaison between the IT team liaison. and the end user. The yes. liaison. Le liaison. That's because you was trying that French whiskey earlier, wasn't yeah, it? Before true, you had a touch true, of a true, French true. whiskey yes. the other day, which was uh, earlier today that I bought the other day, which is very very nice. So yes, le liaison. Um, there's also a, a requirement that deals with the higher managers to make sure there's buy-in. So there's yeah. a kind of senior management level of, of communication. And then there's also a, a group of people really that, I don't know how you want to call them, the business change champions or something. But mm-hmm. these are the people really that do touch, play, um, trial the software, and they get, they're slightly more technical usually. You know, the people you talk to about, okay, what does our global metadata include? What are the terms we need for search? We talked yeah. about search and the requirement for the business. And so within your organization, there are different levels of, of requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the ambassadors are a key one, especially in the early days to get the messages out there and the key stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And they'll also give you a flavor as well for what the business actually needs and wants to do and that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, we've, uh, so we've talked about lots and lots of cool stuff true true so what do you remember anything particular i can't see the slides on your screen oh no <laughs> well baseline governance oh, of course that was such a big topic that we had to spend two episodes just skinning the surface of that yeah yeah it still is it still is absolutely because that is yeah when you start with why like these are the first few questions that you ask when you made that decision to roll out this application, okay, what do we need to know? What do we need to govern? And we don't want to do that in a way where we have to spend like an, a year answering all the questions and after that year, the product is totally changed. So no, we definitely want to go live fast, give the added value to our users in a, in a very quick way and then, um, yeah, we just need to deal with the most important questions first. That's true. The other thing about um, uh, baseline governance um, is that it's a kind of gut feel. 
It's yeah. that first touch base. Yeah. And of course, it also helps with the adoption. So, you know, your first key messages are where you think this application or where you think this service is going to fit best within the business. Yeah. So I remember we were working together um, in the um, at uh, the compressor company. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to get SharePoint out there. They mm-hmm. needed it quickly. We had it ready to go within a, a very short amount of time. Um, but there was an individual there that was uh, very creative, very, very evangelistic about information and content. He was in marketing and sales, mm-hmm. and he discovered Teams. And he immediately knew where that application would add value to him and his organization. Yes. You know, the baseline governance that he was able to lay out changed the way we move, changed the yep. way we put Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. And basically, he was very, very rapidly into collaboration with his team and sharing content yeah. Yeah. Uh, and getting that moving. And so yeah. baseline governance really is a, a, a key thing. Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, I have practical examples of baseline governance. There's probably hundreds of them. Of course. Um, yeah. but, but I guess from, from my perspective, uh, I used it a lot in uh, migration. We're migrating mm-hmm. everything. Okay, yeah. the, uh, the intranet... Um, the uh, file shares, file shares the, the SharePoint sites yeah. is all yeah. going mm-hmm. over the next nine months. And understanding how that's going to hang together and fit together the new permission model, because mm-hmm. none of the file shares align to the organization. Of course. But the new organization obviously needs to have its own security model. So trying yeah. to get that aligned and trying to work out where all these matrices fit together. Yeah. It, it is well worth just saying, instead of going... God, how is this going to fit together? Just go with your first instinct. Get it down. Write it on the whiteboard. Put it on yeah. some big flip charts. Sure. Yeah. Hang it up there for a day or two and come back to it later and just see whether it still makes sense. Yeah, if it sticks. And then develop the idea. Yeah, exactly, yeah. whether it sticks or not. Yeah. Try and explain it to somebody else. And if they don't understand <laughs> it, then maybe you need to change a bit. But if yeah. they get it, then work yes. out where your next step is. It's true. As we said in the last episode, like security versus usability so freaking important yeah 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 so are we going to write a book we should (laughs) no don't laugh no (laughs) we've got 40 hours of podcasts of precious free unpaid for consultancy yes yes only a few it depends well the good thing is we can already release the audio book the audio book. <laughs> but if you also want something to read, well, that might be some more difficult. But the audio book is ready. We've got 40 hours of audio. 40 hours yes. of audio book. It is perfect for your trip to the south of France. If you don't want to hear your children uh, screaming in the backseat, just put in some earplugs and listen to 10 hours of uh, this Office 365 distilled. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, it might give you some ideas of what drink you want to have waiting for you when you uh, you hit the hotel true, or you hit your true. destination. Yeah. It is true, though. I wonder whether you throw this stuff and whether it kind of all makes sense because we just go with the flow. True. And, uh, yeah. and the cats are having a party outside with the looks of it. Yeah. And there's a strange cat. Look at him. He's a, a new one. Oops. Oh, okay. Yeah. One That's of the why they're sitting here guarding the door. This is our audience. Two of them. Yeah. There you go. All of this, 20 years of experience in SharePoint, plus yours, 30 years experience of SharePoint, all being listened to by three cats on the patio. Nice. Office 365. <laughs> That's it. Why don't you piss all over my swimming pool? <laughs> oh no oh well that's uh, his territory marked. anyway all right baseline governance baseline I, governance. I like that and again yes. putting it into the apps and i'm still using that today like the cortana let's hit cortana that was quite a relatively new one wasn't it true cortana has actually just been released or well uh, no, I, I think it's it's lovely that they blew some new life into it so what was wrong with it before i loved it, it before just didn't didn't do the things that we wanted it to do and then google came along and amazon came along with their alexa and smart home whatever and that just who came first worked i've got no idea to be honest yeah well maybe cortana was already in the halo game so that is going way as ai back, but 
Yeah, well, as the AI that would help you, you as a character to gun down everyone and, and just move forward in the really? game. Really? As AI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just as a predictive is a hint? No, yes, exactly as that. Not as a not as a real AI, but it had oh, okay. the role as an AI of, of uh, okay. Anyway. That's cool. Well, I'm not still, a gamer, so uh, no, I don't no, no, no. But but still, I think so. Uh, Siri was it's, probably the. It's uh, kind of the same thing with the Windows Phone. So they came out. Apple came out with something. Android came out with something. Uh, Google came out with their Android. So I don't know what went wrong, but at some point it wasn't working out, and they threw in the towel. Or the Windows Phone, which is still, until this day, so, so sad. <laughs> but very soon we'll have the new Shh, Duo. I'm getting all excited. I heard some rumors quiet. that it might come out this summer. But You did say something about that yeah, before, I read, yes. I read somewhere online that they're uh, testing something, something, and then they bought up this crew that is doing all the design Are work for Are you going to buy then, the first version? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Even what though it's no not brainer. going to do uh, 5G. I don't care about 5G. Well, that actually, will only it, give it, you Corona. I was going to say, it'll only melt <laughs> no. your brain. That's very, no, very no, true. No. I was no. also talking about that. I was also reading a report about Huawei and, uh, yeah. and the UK and America are not letting oh. it build their, uh, yes. uh, their networks. And, of course, I love my Huawei phone, so yeah. uh, I'm afraid uh, even I'm biased against it. It's, it's amazing, it's all these so things. It's so much easier because the Chinese government just cleans out all your stuff when, when you, while you type <laughs> it and you transmit it, and it's it gone. is so much easier. So it's... ah. It's, oh. If it's being copied, it's important. So you yeah. even get some quality control. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, no, no, no. But to be honest, well, there are some, like, probably some really <laughs> grave... Dangers in 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 doing all that, and that's I totally understand. No, that's not good there. So yes, yes. so that was so much could be fun then. Cortana, Cortana. I just love the fact that Microsoft still says like, "Hey, I think there's there's a really valid space where we can have some benefits, where we can actually bring out some extra." Uh, things that we could do. I'm hiding in my cupboard here because I yeah. have something to show you. Ooh. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Your, uh, what was that again? The Common Harmon yeah. uh, built-in. Harmon Garden. Uh, Cortana, are you in there? Are you in there? Yeah. This was brilliant. I bought this when I was over in the US at Ignite because, A, they were selling them off. But yeah. the sound was just amazing. And I, well, I mean, anybody that's in my office know what it sounds does like. Does awesome sound. Yeah, it, it was absolutely superb. And, of course, Cortana is in here. You all got a bit of Cortana DNA in here. Nice. But I have just brought it out of my, uh, what used to was, was going to be my data center, but it's now my storage room. <laughs> the laundry closet. Yes, yes the laundry closet. <laughs> but unfortunately, the reason that, uh, that it's in there is because when they brought the headphones out, uh, the software for it stopped working. You could only use it on the headphones. So I don't know what would happen if I was in the U.S. because I also had to spoof myself to be in the U.S. But yeah. it really was quite good fun. I mean, it yeah. was just fun having that concept. So I can go and get the Amazon one. It'll do way more and all that stuff. So True. I do get it. Yeah. <clears throat> but basically the biggest problem was they were trying to copy what everybody else was doing. Exactly. They, they jumped yes. in the phone market. Yes. Um, yes. They did the Cortana thing. Yes. And they were basically trying to take a market share. Yeah. And Microsoft has never, ever been good at that. They've always been best when they're leading. Yes. And they're back there now. Yeah. You know, uh, with the cloud, the services, the applications, the way Absolutely. they're being developed. Absolutely. Nobody can touch them. So, yes. So that was quite cool. Yeah. So, yes, we did Cortana just recently. Yeah. And, of course, this month the emails will start. Uh, they're moving out of preview into live. Exactly. So um, our digital literacy will be improved. In the, in the stage of meetings and uh, content. I hope so. As, I hope so. Uh, because with the daily emails that you get with all the, hey, this might be a task. Did you do this? Ah, so, so awesome. You said this to Jonathan on Thursday. Have you done it? Yeah. So what happens if on Friday it has to say the same thing again? I have no evidence that you have done this. Yeah. And then you, okay, command. SEALs Team 6, Office 7th Floor. <laughs> Go and give the warning that Steve yeah. didn't do what he said he was going to do two emails ago. Yeah, okay, maybe Oops. not. Yeah, well, maybe not. No, maybe not, but still. Is it going to make people nervous like Delve does? Uh, no, 
because this is just at the moment just looking at your tasks and looking at your email and just saying hey i saw this email where the thing in there might be a task um did you do it did you respond did you do the actual task just as a reminder for now but you do realize the people reading these emails are the same people that shared the link that you just referenced 10 minutes ago they're the same people that have a cover over their camera on their laptops yes and then they're going to get an email from somewhere else called cortana that is going to remind them that they said they were going to do x and y for this person <laughs> but they're <laughs> not going to get phased by it mm, probably <laughs> digital illiteracy yes yes no that's that's more what do you call that i honestly don't know where, how it's going to work out we'll we'll see but delve really was the issue that people could see their secret documents and they were under the impression that everyone could see their documents yes. so that that is yeah that, that that was still a problem is still a problem um i just started working for a big pharma company uh, with new contract and they have on their search result page like a, a five sentence disclaimer on the top saying you only see the results that you're allowed to see and we had a whole discussion about that today and apparently the unions put their foot down and said no you have to put that there even if that means that all the relevant content is now almost below the fault of a of a screen but it had to be there because of unions. because of what making people feel uncomfortable yes amazing isn't it yeah so it is it is so crazy hey listen it's about <sighs> the perception of people uh, yes this this stuff is way above their their heads i mean all right there's some really cool stuff um hey you want to have an attachment on your email look click on attachment these are your 10 most recent documents and it tells you where they come from look and they go wow yeah and if you get them into delve and you start to say look click on that person's name you see these are all the documents in your you mean i don't need to go to my email to get the attachments no you can now get them from here, your own personal view yeah. of office. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and they I go, actually, wow. I made somebody super happy last week by saying, look, you've got your little Excel button on your taskbar on your Windows. If you right-click on that, you will see the last Excel files that you opened up. Oh, my God. She was so happy. But it does save awesome. so much time. Oh, yes, absolutely. It saves me so much time every time because I don't have to look for all those documents anymore. But... Oh, she was so happy. And, and then my, I'm thinking like, yeah, you've been working with a computer for so long and oh well, anyway. Listen, you know, there are some people that deliver milk and there are some That's people true. that work in shops and there are some people that fix doors and paint walls and there are some people that are just awesome Office 365 consultants. <laughs> Everyone to their own at the end of the no, day. it's true, it's I, true. I could deliver yes. milk, I get that, or mail. I couldn't fit a door desperately easily, not as quick as some no, people do. True. And I couldn't build that door, which was no. actually built by yeah. hand by somebody. Yeah. And if I paint the walls, trust me, I'm ready to kill somebody after about three square meters because yeah. I just hate it, hate the process of it. So everyone to their own. Um, but true. yes, I'm afraid I do sometimes look it at people and It is about go, the perception because when I paint a wall, I always think that I'm the karate kid, just pain goes on and pain goes off. Yeah. I'm just I'm just doing my karate kid exercises when I paint my walls. <laughs> yes, rub it on, rub it off, rub it on, rub it off. Exactly. Okay. Uh, would that be would we be allowed to say that? I don't know whether that would be very politically correct. Rub it on, rub it off, <laughs> rub it on. Well, rub I it don't off. think that the people listening to us actually care about us being politically <laughs> that, that correct. That is true. That is true. If it is, then they're listening to the wrong episode, uh, the wrong podcast, definitely. And this also hints to another subject that we talked about again in that awesome Barcelona trip. And uh, I wonder whether the time is to tell people about our next planned trip. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Yes. Well, go ahead. all being well. Okay. It is. Um, yeah. We're supposed to be going to New Orleans. Everybody say, yes, I'm not going to New Orleans. 
because I've managed to get my tickets changed and you're going to get your tickets changed yeah. and we are going to do a whiskey tour in Japan. Nobody Sayun, cheered. Nobody Sayonara, went, bitches. Sayonara, bitches, yes. My daughter decided I needed yeah. to learn Japanese. But uh, in October, we hope to be doing a bunch of uh, podcasts and we're going to do some videos. Yeah. Uh, we have five distillery tours identified. Of course, most of them are still not working yet, so we haven't organized it. We might have to spend two or three nights in Tokyo, unfortunately. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay, trying to get ourselves into a lot of trouble there. <laughs> and uh, we will go and see Mount Fuji. Yes. And we will uh, not climb it, but we will see it. Yes. No, we won't. It's bloody high. I was yes. looking at that the other day. And uh, we definitely plan on tasting some really unusual Japanese whiskies. Yeah. And uh, and going to the distilleries yeah. and seeing how they're doing. I am so looking forward to this. I really, Absolutely. really hope it pops out. Yes. Um, but yes. So when they when they close New Orleans and and uh, ignite. We were so so disappointed. True. And then we saw how much how cheap it was to go to Japan. Yes. And uh, <laughs> that was a really good call of you. Yeah. I hope we can make it work. I apparently changed my tickets, but now my ticket supplier has all gone quiet because they're all busy doing their stuff. Um, yep. But we'll see where we go with that. So that's October. That's less than three mm -hmm. months away. And uh, we will uh, try and uh, we'll keep everybody updated on that. We'll oh, set yeah, up something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's going to be really neat. And I yes. really do like Japanese whiskey. I, I really am tempted to go with the Japanese whiskey rather than the Irish I one would. that we have in front of us. I think we're going to go with the Japanese yeah, one. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. The Japanese one. But um, as I was talking about that, it reminded me of Spain and that wonderful how technology is ruining our James Bond experience. Mm, and, and it's a little bit yes. like our users do that. You know, we get all excited about this technology and what it's going to deliver for you, like that yes. Cortana email. Yeah. And so you go, hey, guys, you're going to get this email and it's going to work out what you should have done from your email. I know what I should have done. I've got a list this long. No, no, that's not what I meant. This is cool. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is, you know, Q. This is James Bond and Q exactly. you. And yeah, yeah, they don't quite get it. And I know this was all about going to the casino and, and not actually having that. Uh, no, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, but it's, it's true. all on black. But yeah. The, yeah, technology is kind of changing stuff all over the place. It now, is. We need because yeah. we get the excitement of it and we see the cool stuff. But how do yeah. you get the users to think about that? It's true. How it's do you true. get them excited? It's true. And it's... Yeah, you need some professional cheerleaders or whatever to actually go make people excited. And, and I know a few people who can do that very, very, very well, who can make people enthusiastic around specific technologies and specific tools and specific techniques. Like, for example, Louise Fraser, she's, oh, she's awesome, awesome at that. Yes. And you just get instantly like excited about these things as well. Yeah, she can talk about power ups. I don't give a crap about power ups. It's no, way too difficult. When but she when talks she about talks about it, I'm just like, fuck yeah! No, let's but do she it talk, just do the simple stuff. She talks about Outlook and how it all links yes. into Do True. and Planner and True. and in a very simple way. Louisa, that's pretty awesome. I love every session I've ever heard yeah. of yours. There, True. yeah, pretty pretty cool yeah. stuff. So yes, there are some people that are evangelistic yes. about it. And uh, they can make you like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, Yeah, the problem is that I try and get people excited about governance, but I just don't think anybody ever gets excited <laughs> about governance. They all know well, it needs to be done. So they bring well, the old man in who sits in the yeah. corner and, uh, and and works out what they can and can't do and, yeah. and how we're going to monitor and, and make that. So, yeah. so yes, technology ruining our James Bond experience was pretty cool. I have yeah, to yeah. And we were pretty... Yeah, we were pretty down on that one as well. Yeah, it was. Yes, we because uh, I made uh, you walk all that distance to this casino. We signed into it, took ages, and we never. That took ages. We yes. never took a dime. We never no. gambled a bit. <laughs> exactly, but we did have a good whiskey after that. Uh, we had we the did. knock and do. Yes. Something, something. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that uh, yeah. funny titled one. That was yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. While the football was on. Yes. In the bar by the side true. of it. True. Yes, that's true. And then I think we went back to the Collegiate uh, Society no, again. Yeah, we, we had some food there as well, which mm. was awesome. That uh, Japanese-Peruvian 
fusion style cooking. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> it uh, was cool. I remember that one. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So, what kind of bars do they have in Japan? That's a really good question. Hmm. I mean, I can imagine in Tokyo, there's lots and lots of karaoke bars yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but when you get into the sticks. Hmm. I bet there will be some pretty fucked up shit going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. Okay. And uh, yeah. just to just to say that if anybody wants to come with us, tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> Boys trip. Yeah. Boys trip. So we're going to uh, yeah get onto that. All right. Nice. So I guess we have to touch upon uh, one of those that we we really went into, uh, which was the folder or the Versus metadata. metadata. Yes. Exactly. That is still, until this day, I find it so difficult with all OneDrive and Teams being all folder and yeah. But then again, I'm, I'm, I just started doing this search product, uh, project for this pharma customer and they need to improve their search experience. Um, and they turned off the graph, so we need to do that with keywords, with metadata, with other stuff, so that we can actually filter our search results. Why did they turn the graph off? That is one of the things that I'm still working on, on why, and, and try to talk to the, to the correct people, but I'm, uh, I'm guessing it was probably something to do with Delft misunderstanding yes i think so i think so yeah i mean i usually go in with leave graph on but hide delve yeah that's where i i very often go with it which is now more and more difficult to but do, it of course. could also be a union thing they're they're a multinational uh so i don't know how it is in all these countries with their different regulations Business make decisions they don't have to understand it to make it what no, feels it's right true. is their baseline yeah. governance yeah. You yeah. Know? so yeah. I, I do kind and of understand they that they also have some third party things that they uh, set up for their search results okay. so um, we're going back to folders and metadata yeah. for a second so if yeah. we had a pendulum here so here's yeah. the pendulum it's mm-hmm. right up the middle yes so folders is one side metadata is the other where actually is the bar if you consider everything that we know about putting folders in the fact that you do it in OneDrive, you don't mm-hmm. really want to do it in shared libraries. But if I synchronize that SharePoint library down onto my laptop, I don't have any metadata. Yeah. So where where is this sway? I mean, it, do we go towards the metadata? Do we go more to the folders? Where are we, you and I? Are you on the folder side or the metadata side? And don't tell me it depends. That is not allowed, okay? Even though it does. Well, yeah, because when I'm working in Teams, I'm just doing folders. And if I'm working in SharePoint, I'm using metadata. Why are you doing folders in Teams when you actually have the metadata there? Because the metadata is valid for the whole team and not just for the channel. So I would do it if I would have because separate metadata for the library, fields yes, for every that. channel. But That would make yeah. sense. Because I would have... Uh, I, I've got a finance team that I just set up this morning and one channel is contracts, the other one is insurance, the other one is uh, the salary payments. So I can't work with metadata because there's no metadata that's valid for all these channels. Manage metadata would be. You could make it's manage true, metadata. But then I'm talking for contracts and insurances, for example, that they've got an end date. It's with a... But every document the, has an end date. It's true, but there's the end date of a document, but also the end date of the contract. And you could have a different view in each channel. It's true, but then we still have those metadata fields. And, yeah. Got to work harder, boy. Work harder. <laughs> I think, yeah. I do understand on the surface, but we do yes. get that baseline governance is, hey, metadata doesn't work. So, yep. so you're more to the folders anyway then, just because of Teams? Well, if when I'm using Teams, I'm, I'm just using folders. But when I'm doing SharePoint, I'm I'm going metadata absolutely. And which do the users prefer? Which no, let's it, change the different question. Yeah, which which set of users manage yeah. their data better? That is a tough question. Yeah, I, I, I it, it's, question. it's always yes. a tough question. I sat yeah. watching the uh, the blog piece on this yeah. and listening to some of it the other day again, 
And uh, it is a, it's always a, a tough one. I had a conversation this morning about critical data. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we get our critical disaster recovery, business continuity data into a place that's available to us when we can't get onto Citrix or our network or whatever else? Well, yeah, you synchronize it down to your laptop and put the laptop off the network. You make sure and test it on a regular basis. But actually, if you're going to do that, you should use folders, not metadata. Yeah. You know? And uh, either that or multiple libraries by subject so that you can synchronize different libraries down with uh, a top-level folder. Mm. But, but I don't want yeah. to use it, depends. I'm keeping no. trying not to, but I'm, I'm, it keeps coming into my head. But what I want to say is that uh, it's important to understand the requirements of that particular library. Yeah. and that particular source of data. Mm-hmm. Then I think you can decide whether the pendulum is going to go over to the folder side or the metadata side. Yeah. It is, and it of is course, you can just... have both on the same library. No, also true, yes. And, and whenever possible, I try to set that up. That yeah. whenever I put a document in this folder that some of the uh, metadata is automatically filled in. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Project Cortex is going to come in as well and do some of that automatic recognition stuff, I hope. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to gear myself up for Project Cortex for next year. Um, but I, I was thinking about that earlier when I just said to you that you could have done this uh, insurance thing, you know, um, by using managed metadata. That would have set up, started to set up and seed your uh, Project Cortex knowledge pages. Yeah. So that's interesting. So then you end up creating these knowledge centers for those subjects. So where do you tell people to go for yeah, their data? Where, where, how do you want to, how do you think of setting that up? I don't like, know, do you that's what I was just a, thinking. A topic page for every insurance or every insurer? Well, it's all about the term to start off with, isn't it? It's about identifying yeah. the terms that are yeah, tagged. Yeah, but it's also about the, the business value for your end user. So... Mm. Do you want to set up a topic page by insurance, by insurer, or just one topic page, insurances? Shush, 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 and then... Either way around, it's about how you set that managed metadata up to seed it and to, to do the linking and that yeah. content. Yeah. But let's assume that it's a subject that works for, for knowledge management, okay? So yeah. uh, it, that's fine. But then where do the users go for their content? Because uh, do they go to a knowledge topic center or do they stay with the teams where they're collaborating mm-hmm. and on their messages when it says hey this is actually a knowledge term and you click on it in teams does it actually open up a browser and take you to the knowledge page and can you put knowledge pages as tabs in teams we have so much well, to learn it's I, going to be an exciting 2021 i think so because this uh, these topic pages will just be pages in sharepoint yeah so yeah, you can embed a page on a in a tab. So, but uh, it's where you it's where you click on it, isn't it? Because yeah. knowledge is about presenting yeah. that content to you. True. Yeah. All right, it's very close to whiskey time. Good. All right, but there's there's one card left on the screen. So as I said, what we did was we identified our ten most favourite um, podcasts that we did and the subjects that we discussed. We haven't covered all of them. Because we did run on Friends at a Bar at Christmas, which is an awesome time. That was just and, uh, an awesome... We, we are awesome definitely going to be doing that, but we're going to try and do that live here, which will yep. be more fun. Mm-hmm. But dynamic stability. Yes. The, the riding the bike downhill to be able to uh, give yourself a lot of power going uphill. Up yeah, oh, just, just worked out. It's yeah. a ghost in the house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so dynamic yeah. stability. I loved the idea of this concept. Yeah, that, being you know, stable while moving around. Yeah, yeah. being able to move things forward. Yeah. You can come in, my darling, don't worry. Come and join us. No, no, well. With the doors open, you can step through. Don't trip over the cables. There we go, cool. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah. Oh, and we get in the door shut on us. <laughs> a live podcast. Yeah. No, um, but definitely, yes. So if you stand still, you're going to trip, you're going to fall over, and you have to keep on moving in order to be balanced. And I think that is a well... Um, stocked bar. <laughs> it's a well-stocked <laughs> bar, exactly. It's a well-stocked no. bar. No, but that, that's, that's a very good explanation of how 
Office 365 or now Microsoft 365 even, uh, how that relates to this whole... Here's the, here's the way that I was thinking about this today. Um, it was today as well because I was working with some senior managers who were trying to understand what SharePoint could do for them as a management team yeah. uh, high in uh, a financial organization. Um, and it made me realize that uh, stability is important because they're going to start using OneDrive in a certain kind of way. They're going to start using SharePoint in a certain kind of way. Um, but of course, then you get the Cortana email that's going to come out. Yeah. So you need to have that dynamic stability, that foundational use of Office 365, but with the dynamism, with the dynamics in the organization that makes them aware as this changes all the time. It's an evergreen you know? solution. It's, yes. I'm not sure that I kind of align to that. I get where you're coming from. But it, it's it's always growing, always changing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I sat in there and argued with somebody the other day, and they said, "Yeah, no, I need to get some images into PowerPoint." And uh, well, that's okay. Just sit there and and, just and click do the insert images. button, and you've and, got. And a, then there's a drop down yeah. of choices for your images. There's the corporate images, yeah. you know, from the from the asset library. Yes. And all there's the stock, stock images. Yes. All the stuff provided by Microsoft. Wow, yeah. this is dead cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's there, but you know, how do you keep telling people about that? How do you yeah. keep them updated? Um, but that stability is important too, you know, being able to support the business in mm -hmm. every way possible. That baseline governance that allows it to sort of constantly feed into the internal processes, the yeah. local governance, the, the local way of working, remote working, guest counts, all that kind of stuff. So, what a year! Two, three. Yes. Two? 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 Yes. yes. No, that would be, so we do one every two weeks, so that's yeah. kind that's of... 25. Yeah, 2018 yeah. was our first one, so... Yeah. That's, that's true. It's, no. it's two very years. close. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so there you go. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. I enjoyed that trip down memory lane. True. <laughs> Me too. And uh, aligning yeah. everything to it. So, um, it's Japanese then? Yes. Let's open up that Japanese uh, little box of wonders. Kayo. Uh, All right, there's a it's a screw top because it, it is a, a sample. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to be subtle. We know Japanese are not your favorite uh, of whiskies. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting, interesting nose. My interesting friend. nose. Okay. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. All right. So that looks like it smells like sweat from uh, after a, a bike ride or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, whiskey always amazes me that I think... I, I sat drinking, uh, I think on Thursday I told you I picked up a 1983 Ledeg. Yes. And, uh, and yes. I had a glass of it in a, in a local restaurant here. And I'm, I'm always kind of amazed that I think over 25 years ago, somebody filled a large vat of water, threw in a lot of, you know, peated hops and barley yeah. and uh, threw in a bunch of spices and warmed it up for three or four days and then they filtered it uh, and then put it into a barrel and forgot about it for 20 years <laughs> and, and that's amazing but now and, and this house that we're actually working in the oak yeah. that is holding this up is over 350 years old mm. and it was an oak tree when this house was built 350 years ago yeah. so so now i've got this added dimension of you know this sit in a barrel for a, a, probably a short amount of time but that barrel came from a 25, 200-year-old <sighs> tree. Yes. It's amazing. It is. It is. It is incredible. This color is strange. amazing as well. The color is amazing. So dark. Yeah. But the nose is... You're, you know you talked about old feet. Yes. <laughs> That's the one. It, yeah, it's, it's the sweaty, oh. smelly... No, but yeah. the, you just, just let it ride a little bit. The oak starts to come through. Better, better... So there's the first tip. If you do manage to drink some of this 200-year-old um, uh, oak finished whiskey, don't let the, don't take don't let the first the, attempt. The, no, don't let the smelly feet put you put off. You off. Yeah. Absolutely not. This is just like with a with the cheese, probably that don't get. Ooh, you're ready to explode. Kind of. It's a bit sharp okay. to start off with. Okay. But. It's a flood of fruit. The fruit explodes in your mouth. 
Yes, that was the look I had on my face. It's I expect that of a oh. smoke peaty whiskey. Oh, but oh, I've yes. never known that with so much prune. A bit, bit plumish. Very, very plumish. Yes. And then the oh, aftertaste. Wow. It is absolutely not how it smells. Just like with some good French cheese, where the taste is totally different than what you smell. Yeah. It is exactly the same thing here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But mm, that was first taste. That was exactly what it said. So if if you're uh keeping whiskey on these uh special oak barrels, these uh, Mizunara barrels, that you have to keep them for over twenty years or fifteen to twenty years, because otherwise your whiskey will be harsh, it will be very woody, and if you keep it for over fifteen to twenty years, it will get those plums and those uh, dark fruits yes, uh, so, in there. Uh, no, I agree, and you can certainly get those fruits. So this is uh, a Kayo whiskey, K-A-I-Y-O, just in case I'm pronouncing it uh, badly. Uh, it is a cask strength, and we can certainly taste that. You certainly in, taste in that, that. First, Absolutely. That first hit. Wow, okay. yes. Um, you should have warned me about that. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I love this. Uh, some stuff here that I'm reading about here. The reason is that the intensity of the Mizunara oak influence on the flavor wanes a bit after a while. So the spirit needs a maritime boost, which is admittedly badass. You're drinking badass whiskey, my Ah, it is lovely, isn't it? It is, it is, and it's so terribly complex as well. I just love these crazy whiskies that we get from time to time. What is after the plum? I'll tell you what it reminds me of. There's a great scene in a Star Trek movie, one of the early new re-releases. Come on! No, no sorry, not yeah, quite okay, that one. No. Um, but uh, there's an explosion. So uh, when the planet explodes, there's this huge boom and expanding light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this whiskey does to my head when I drink it. So yes. when you get that taste in your mouth, it's kind of that ever-expanding shape. And then as it gets around the edges, it kind of gets a little bit hospital, a little bit sort of, um, you know, that uh, disinfectanty. Just yeah, for that medicinal. Just, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like a medicine, just yeah. for a touch. And then it starts to warm up and, and ease out. Yeah, it's not really like this. It's not really like toffee no. flavor, but it is that cough syrup. That's thingy. the word I was looking yes. for. Yeah. So, what is it supposed to get here? So, tropical fruits, Minara oak. Yes, on the nose. We talked about that, and uh, but not initially. Uh, somebody needs to put in here sweaty feet yes. to start off with. But that soon disappears as the whiskey aerates a little bit, and then spices for definite. Uh, they have yes. here um, oak again, but the wild cherries. Uh, and that, I think they say salty, because uh, this is actually yes. a, a Definitely, sea. yes, definitely uh, salty. Well, this is interesting. This is It was unusual. It is very unusual. If, dear listeners, if you ever have the ability to get your hands on, on a bottle or a sample or in a bar, something like this, with a Mizunara oak aged try it out you will be amazed it's, just try it out it's not overly expensive well, okay this it's one only 890 isn't. euros for this yeah. bottle oh, okay <laughs> no, okay no, okay no, yeah because no. i was just reading about uh Bomore, uh on from isla that they've been doing uh one of these as well and they sold out very quickly and you can now get one on second hand market like, well beyond uh 1000 euros really in the same yeah case. yeah yeah so, nice. No, it's yeah. it's about eighty euros a bottle. This is uh, oh. cash strength as well, so it's fifty three percent. It's awesome, and yeah. uh, it's lovely. I'm just going to put a drop of water in if there's any left in this. Uh, there yeah, is. just a drop. Yes. You would like to top me up a little bit as well. Being very careful because it comes out just a drop. Yeah, well, it can be slightly more than just a drop. Yes, perfect. All right, cool. Because so, I have to say, if you have a cask strength whiskey. A drop of water gives you two drinks. And, uh, <laughs> it, it does. It's true. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't it's mean that in a cheap-ass no. way. Yes. But actually, it gives you a different uh, a different flavor. Oh, and the, the nose brings out the uh, yes. the fruit a lot more. Yes, Ooh, you get the, the, oak, the plums. Actually. The plum, it gets in much nice, more. Nice. And the, the herbs and the spices go down a little bit for this. 
for mine. I don't no, get that spicy, simple. salty. No, it's quite anymore. more pleasant. It's this yes. again. I'm beginning to 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 realize that cast strength whiskies with the drop of water really is great value. That's where the sweet spot is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the Irish I bought the Writer's Tears cast strength. Yes. Great. Just a few sips. Yeah. Neat, but actually drop of water absolutely transforms Shit, it. Yes. Mm. This is pretty this was, awesome. It was. <laughs> Yes. It was, and and whiskey for me is a completive, a, a complete, a, a contemplating drink. I am going to contemplate it. That's the word. I can't think the word yeah. I'm looking for. But yeah, that's um, that happens with whiskey. It does, yes. yes. Um, and so I can sit there with a, a a couple of shots for hours, just enjoying the aroma, enjoying the nose, yeah. enjoying the sips and the taste. And this is definitely in that category. I think I might actually click. This button here that says add to cart. And uh, I might buy a couple of those as a, as a gift. I have to, I owe mm -hmm. somebody a whiskey. I think I might. Uh, Sven, oh, listen, wow. Sven, uh, okay. uh, I owe you a whiskey because you've been such an awesome chairman for the Toastmasters this year. So uh, I am about to order you a Mizuna aged cask Japanese whiskey from a 200 year old oak barrel, my friend. And uh, I know you're going to listen to this podcast as soon as it's released, so enjoy the surprise. But that is cool. I was going to nice. do something else, but I've decided I'm going to do this now. So, yes, that's Look neat. at that. Awesome. Cool. Yes. All right. So, from a 200-year-old oak matured whiskey um, and a bit of a review of the last 40, 40 years, then the only question I have for you, my friend... Is what are we going to do next? 40 more. 40 more. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't, even even when we always start every episode with, what the hell are we going to talk about this time? We always find topics. And I believe that because the evergreen dynamic stability, there will always be topics to talk about. There will. Yeah. <clears throat> there will always be topics. That's cool. Then uh, I'm a really happy man. I enjoyed this immensely. The trip down memory lane was good. And I think we need to do, I think everybody actually needs to do that. You should not lose sight of the experiences, the things you learn, uh, even as consultants or even the people that listen to this in the industry. And we know there's a lot of people yeah. that do what we do that enjoy this. You know, guys, just think back about what you learned from your past contracts, exactly. re-deliver it in. Yeah. Use those same ideas because, you know, there's value in everything that we do. Yes. And yes, things change. And yes, do I do planner? And yes, do I do to do? And what's Cortana going to bring around the corner? The world won't suddenly be only Cortana. You will still need to do that con yes, that collaboration. Yes, you will still need to do that work. Cortana will annoy you about yeah. you didn't do that work yet. That's why it has You're a woman's voice. Oh, shit. Oh, no. oh anyway. now you've done it. Yeah, yeah. No. You started talking no. rude last time, and now you've talk, you're talking sexist. Oh, well. I know. We're going to be in trouble. But but seriously, you still need those ambassadors and the right yes, ambassadors. True. You still need to think about where this technology is ruining my James Bond experience Ex and where that's going yeah. to change. And uh, Cortana will bring so much added value, but you have to plan for it. We'll see. So, yeah, yeah we... we we are in a wonderful, um, as you say, a dynamic stability yes. is a key process. True. So anyway, I, I've rabbited on enough and we are now at 104 minutes. Uh, one hour and four minutes, okay. sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I read the numbers <laughs> wrong. So uh, I'm yes. kind of going to say goodbye and I really hope you've enjoyed this 40th uh, podcast. I, I know I was not going to say this, but I would never in my wildest dreams have thought a i've enjoyed this so much and b <laughs> 40 hours of talking about this stuff yes. and having it out there is amazing so it is as always i'm going to say goodbye uh Cy steve on twitter if you want to congratulate us on 40 podcasts please do that would be very very nice and i will hand over to moraine as always to say one of his long goodbyes <laughs> oh the pressure is on no just if you like us, if you're on Spotify, if you're on iTunes, just subscribe to us. Just tell your friends how to subscribe to us as well. Um, talk to your colleagues, everyone in the team. If you think that we 
are hitting one of those um, subjects that is really important for you right now. Uh, so feel free to share us. Um, and without further ado, that was all from me, Atmaran Somers. Thank you so much for listening those past 40 episodes and onwards and upwards to the next 40. Ciao. Ciao. Bye, guys. If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road? That would be awesome. If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass. And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See you next time. Oh, Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moraine, on the next Office 365 Distillery.